You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. Welcome to the Ari Snapshots podcast. In this edition of the podcast, we're going to be hearing from Weed Smart Southern Extension agronomist Greg Condon and BCG's Senior Manager of Operations, Kelly Angel. They were attendees and Greg also presented at last year's Crop Protection Forum in Moama and they're going to give their perspective on what the event is like and why it's such a great event to attend. So firstly, we're going to be hearing from Greg. Let's take a listen. In this interview, we're catching up with Greg Condon. He's the Weed Smart Southern Extension agronomist, one of our Southern Extension agronomists. And last year, he presented at the Crop Protection Forums. We've got the Crop Protection Forum coming up in Perth this year on December 8th. And Greg is going to give us a bit of an overview of what the event is all about and what to expect for this year. Greg does join us. How are you going, Greg? I'm going well. Thanks, Jess. Yourself? I'm good. Now, this is pretty exciting. It's happening not too far away now and we're selling tickets. So I'll put all of that information in the podcast notes for people to be able to go and get their ticket. But can you just give us a little bit of an overview of what the Crop Protection Forum is all about? It's quite a unique gathering of, uh, of scientists. So you have CCDM, which is out of Curtin University. CCDM is the pathology unit. So they're looking at primarily crop disease and then the RE uh, weeds group and the research that they do also in Perth and then Caesar, which is an entomology based group um, in, in Melbourne. So those three organisations have got together, run this forum for quite a number of years. So I've been lucky to attend a couple, one in Wagga, one in Adelaide and then last year, which was uh, at Moama on, on the Murray River. So it brings together the, uh, resistance management is, is a key uh, focus of the uh, of the workshops, Jess. So they bring their, their leading researchers together on the one day and they present primarily to uh, advisors, agronomists, and some, some growers have turned up, but also other industry people come along, chemical companies or other research groups, to hear what the latest research is. Yeah, definitely. And so for this year, what are some of the themes that people can expect if they were to come along and attend? Well, I know the, the resistance aspect in uh, in fungicides has been a big issue in, in recent years and Fran lopez has, I guess, invested a lifetime of research into that and Fran will go to help us update where the fungicide status is up with the different crops. So generally cereals dominated that space, but we're seeing crops like pulses and canola now sort of uh, having some challenges around resistance and and Carolyn Moffat and, and Lars will also sort of go to you know, managing the, the resistance aspect and how genetics play a major role, not just crop protection products in helping manage the, the disease pressure they face. And then switching to insects, uh, yes, the Caesar group and even Ben Cogden from Deepherd who will give a local WA perspective on green peach aphid and turnip yellows virus, so how these diseases are influencing, I guess, brassica production, canola production and, and uh, I guess, resistance to a lot of the lower cost uh, insecticides, but also how some of the integrated pest management tools could be used. And Paul Uminer, who's based in Melbourne with Caesar, We'll, uh, we'll go into that, into some of the details around that. And then some of the, I guess, the future aspects of insecticide resistance, unlike herbicides, where we've got quite established cultural tools now that groups like Weed Smart have been promoting in terms of insecticide resistance, the, the cultural tools probably aren't as mainstream and uh, very, uh, you know, particularly producers and advisors are very cost-focused, so it is a bit more difficult to have that IPM 
approach. So it's, it's good to hear from James Maynard from Caesar on, on some of that sort of work. In terms of weeds, yeah, we, well, Mike Ashworth came all the way across to New South Wales last year and spoke upon his work, particularly around crop competition. So we, um, we know that's a great uh, cultural tool with, with managing herbicide resistance and weeds that are becoming more difficult to control with, uh, with chemistry. So Mike will go through his work at ARI with what they've been researching in, in recent years. And, and just another update on herbicide resistance, uh, where Michelle Owen from uh, ARI has, has been working in for a number of years on the, I guess, the trends in, in resistance. And Michelle has really good manner and presentation of delivering a lot of the, the information in terms of uh, a format that's practical and, and easy to understand, as will, I guess, one of the stars of the Weed Smart team being Peter Newman. So Peter will, uh, LWA Weed Smart representative, as Jess knows well, as a co-host of a lot of her other podcasts, will facilitate, I guess, a really important discussion around not only what this research means for farmers and agronomists, but what sort of adult learning trends or adult learning principles apply for adoption of some of, like some of this IPM in insecticides, what sort of entomology, I guess, things can be changed on farm in relation to using this information after attending a, a workshop such as the Crop Protection Forum. Yeah, that'll be a really interesting subject that Pete will cover there. Why do you think it's important, Greg, to have that kind of discussion? A lot of this is quite high-level science, Jess, so it, it can be a lot to swallow, particularly from an advisor's perspective. You, you're listening to this really top-end in science and you think, well, how do I take that back out to a client and, and say, well, here we've got a resistant issue in a crop with fungicides, for example, that are really reliant on this particular crop type, might be barley, to... Uh, for the profit for our for our farming system because it's reliable. So this high level science is sort of telling me this is the, the breakdown of the uh, of a certain group of fungicides to control that uh, disease. So I guess it's sort of having the means to interpret that data back at a farm level, so that it can sort of be a cost effective tool to uh, to then give the grower something to sort of leverage off to minimise that resistance risk to that disease, but also remain profitable. So. It's a bit of a balancing act between the high-level science and the, uh, the on-farm adoption is probably, I guess that's Pete's objective. Yeah, definitely. I think that'll be really beneficial for attendees. Is there anything else that you think would be important for potential attendees to know as to why they should come along to the event, Greg? Well, I guess resistance is a focus of the crop protection forums in, in the past, and this is no different. One of the other speakers from CCDM, Mark Gibbard, he, uh, he'll be talking about the surveys and, and work they've been doing in WA, actually talking to agronomists and growers. So obviously the CCDM have got this research programs going on, but they're also regularly, as have Ari and Caesar, but CCDM have now started doing a lot of survey work to hear feedback from growers and advisors what, what's, what's important and how some of the um, resistance shifts in the field influencing their future work. So I think that'll be a, a good, yeah, hear from what's happening in the paddock and wh where the future research is being directed uh, as a result. Yeah, it's a great program. And thank you so much for giving us an overview of what will be presented on the day and what attendees can expect. We really appreciate it, Greg. Thank you, Jess. Thanks so much to Weed Smart Southern Extension agronomist Greg Condon there for giving us a great overview of what the Crop Protection Forum is all about. Now up next we're going to be hearing from BCG Senior Manager of Operations Kelly Angel. She attended last year's event in Moama and is going to share with us how she found the event and what she got out of it. Let's take a listen. 
in this interview, we're catching up with BCG Senior Manager of Operations, Kelly Angel. She attended the Crop Protection Forum last year and is going to give us a bit of an overview of what she learned from it and why it's a great event to attend if you're looking to get the latest on research in terms of all things resistance. So Kelly does join us now. How are you going, Kelly? Hi, very well, Jess. How are you? I'm good. Now, you attended last year's event. Can you just give us a bit of an overview of where you went and what things stood out for you at the event? So, last year's event was held in Moama, which is nearly Victoria, but not quite. That's into the New South Wales side of the, the Murray River there. And the event was brought together by Caesar last year, just, yeah, looking at the issue of resistance and across all resistance areas, I guess, the herbicides, insecticides, pesticides, you name it, they covered it. What did you get out of attending the event? Was there particular things that you walked away with that you took on board that helped with your uh, knowledge of this area of research? I've been working more recently in the area of insecticide resistance. One of the key reasons for being there was just to provide a bit of insight on, yeah, I guess some of the challenges in getting adoption to happen for, for some practices. Some areas are easier to do than others. Some things have more challenges and so my initial interest was to see what the discussion around shifting from knowledge to adoption looks like. But the day itself is actually quite all-encompassing. You've got all your experts from the different groups in the one place on the one day. You don't need to pick and choose what sessions you're going to look at or listen to. And they all presented uh, pretty much the, the current status that we're dealing with. But they also looked at the future threats. So... It was good to unpackage what is on our plate now and we're all very familiar with herbicide resistance and, and the weed problems that we have on farm. But uh, to delve in a little more into uh, fungicide resistance and insecticide resistance was certainly eye-opening to a number of people and was one of the uh, key things that I did take away from it. One of the things they did at the session was to try and put a traffic light system over the day, particularly towards the end of the day and and what they had was the green, amber, red, where green is looking at the industry not being too negatively impacted and having good tools to manage resistance now and into the future. Amber uh, suggesting that the industry is experiencing some negative impact from resistance and it could worsen if we don't do something. And red being a heavy risk of impact if we don't act now. When it was put across the whole selection, so herbicides, insecticides, fungicides as a collective, everyone sort of held up amber for fence sitters, you know, how it usually works. They mm, don't yeah. want to really make a call one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but when they when they dived into the individual groups, it started to break down a little bit further and I found that quite interesting because there was, a, 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 I guess, a perception that with herbicide resistance, we're probably more in a green box more green traffic light system. We've got a lot more tools that we're aware of and, and certainly Wade Smart has made some good inroads on getting a lot of tactics out there with the big six and that sort of thing to, to give people a range of management strategies to combat weed resistance. But when you look at fungicides, probably still a little unsure. They were sitting in amber. Insecticide resistance was a red flag for a lot of people though. It was the one where they kind of said, there's not a lot of options for us and there's not a lot of tools currently available in terms of the range of products that was used. So it was it was kind of interesting to see them break it down into the groups as opposed to the blanket approach. 
Yeah, no, that's really interesting feedback. And earlier you mentioned that you had a particular interest in some of the tactics around getting adoption kind of across the board. Can you just talk a bit more to that and kind of how you utilise that information from the forum last year? Have you changed anything or noticed a difference in your approach or others' approach to adoption, for example, of different tactics? I think... Yeah, I think it's a really hard sell sometimes because not everyone's in the same box, so it's probably not fair to say that. But we all sort of fall back to that I don't have a problem, I'll worry about it when I do. And that's where this whole resistance issue starts to unwind. And and I think you need to have really good strategies packaged in a really clear message that makes that really strong impact with the grower. So you end up starting to not only kind of sell a strategy, but you're selling a, a social dynamic for them to work with. So you're starting to sort of go, okay, we need to do this because these are the values that we hold in terms of good production or productivity on our properties going forward. I don't know that we've necessarily done that across every group of management. So the insecticide and fungicide is, is still under development and probably because it hasn't been seen as big a threat as weeds are to our system. So... Yeah, trying to, trying to bridge that gap of shifting people from understanding what the problem is and what's causing it to actually doing something about it is an ongoing challenge. And I don't think there was any clear ideas on that particular day, but there's certainly a lot of thought going around about how do we shift this sort of scenario of, of getting people to do something differently. And that's why these sort of forums are really good to have that discussion because you've got growers, might not be many, but there's a few growers, it's targeted at advisors and then you've got your researchers and your other industry reps that all come together and, and can have that really tangible discussion about what works and what doesn't. Great points there Kelly and is there any other I guess what's your kind of go-to line in terms of why people should attend the Crop Protection Forum? What do you think they'll get out of it? I think it's always better to be prepared than react. We often keep doing things the same way that we do them because nothing has gone wrong. But then when something goes wrong, all hell breaks loose on trying to rein it back in so that it's manageable. So I think by arming yourself with a knowledge of where we're at and what the risks are, starting to look at what's happening in other areas of either Australia or more broadly across the world, and learning from mistakes that others may have made or lessons that they've learned is certainly a good way to arm ourselves to make good decisions going forward. No, that's great information, Kelly, and great points. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast to give us your perspective on how the Crop Protection Forum went for you last year and encouraging people to attend this year in Perth. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. No worries. Thank you. Thanks so much to Kelly Angel, Senior Manager of Operations at BCG, for sharing her overview of the Crop Protection Forum. Now, tickets are on sale for the Crop Protection Forum for 2020. This year, it's happening on December 8th at the West Farmers Lecture Theatre at the UWA Business School, which is in Perth, Western Australia. And you can get your tickets now. They're on sale at the moment. I will put all the information about the event. You can look at the program and you can buy your tickets. I'll share that link in the podcast notes so we look forward to seeing you there and we'll catch you on the next re snapshots podcast in a fortnight's time 